0: Welcome. Yeah, it's the sound of the start of your weekend. It's the Not The Top 20 podcast betting show. It's sponsored by Betfair. And because it's myself, Ali Maxwell and him, George Ellick, making betting picks ahead of the EFL weekend. This podcast is for over 18s only. If you are over 18 and you're listening and you're thinking of placing a bet this weekend, please make sure you're being gamble aware and never chasing your losses, never betting more than you can afford to lose. Head to begambleaware.org to brush up on the risks that come with gambling. Hello, George. How are you? Hello, mate. I am well. How are you? I'm really well. I've taken myself out of my comfort zone this week, out of London, down to Cornwall. Uh, it's kind of like when, I like to think, when an author goes somewhere quiet to uh, to write their books, I decided I needed to go somewhere quieter to do my betting show research this week, just to you know try and uh, affect, try and impact some change on the results. Uh, having said that last week, a rare flat week, just zero pounds made, zero pounds lost. My Ipswich to nil nap was bad. My Hartlepool next best was bad, but my three to one overs double was good. My lay of Stockport was good. The double lay, in fact. And and all that was left, uh, the goal scorer double. Ellis Harrison scored. Luke Jeffker had what opt to call a big chance. There was not mine. Uh, only to be thwarted by a wonder save from Hornby. That was a, a double at just over nine to one that I could really have done with to be honest. Uh, anyway, a flat week, no profit, no loss. It's kind of like losing, what, five, six games in a row, and then you get a, a two-all draw with a somewhat improved performance. And and no one's getting excited, but there's there's a pulse. Let's not say the rot's been stopped, but it was paused for a week at least. George, uh, you, well, more profit, another green week, five green weeks in a row, seven naps in a row, that are nap away at MK Dons, which within like 20 minutes of the match starting, just seemed like the most obvious winner in the world. It was done before the match even started, mate. (laughs) Well, you get in trouble for your seven in a row, Oxford Swindon stuff. So don't do the seven in a row (laughs) thing,
1: but you have got seven naps right in a row. So it would be quite apt if there was a seven in a row, if I'd, if I'd got a a losing pick in the Papa Johns in midweek, Um, but luckily that didn't happen. So um, seven in a row is, is absolutely correct as it is with, with Oxford too. Nap time. Yeah. Nap time. If it ain't broke. Don't fix it. Mm. I am tipping up uh, Wickham to beat MK Dons at 29 to 20. It's interesting because I, you know, I mentioned last week that in my opinion, MK Dons are so bad that I I couldn't really work out how low, you know, how short they would have had to have been to dissuade me from backing them. Uh, And, you know, I'm fully aware that Wickham aren't necessarily Uh, the same quality as as Plymouth Argyle. Uh, I know that I'm putting them up at a price at 29 to 20, which is pretty much exactly the same. It's a tiny bit bigger than than I put up Plymouth Argyle last week. So the market has shifted, you know, away from MK Dons. But I still think, you know, when you see, I know they didn't win, but when you see Ipswich are like 1.4 at home to to Lincoln, or when you see the price that these teams are often against against Morecambe, I, I just still think that MK are being massively over-valued um, in terms of their quality in the market. I think they are so abject and so poor. They are defensively completely shot. You know, that is the area where, in terms of personnel, they should still be okay. But when you've got, in my opinion, one of the most talented goalkeepers in the league and Jamie Cumming, basically spilling the ball over his goal line early on in the game against against Plymouth Argyle. And then the, the manner of the goals Argyle scored, just winning the ball up, high turnovers consistently, winning the ball up high, with MK playing out from the back and punishing them. I just don't see why Wickham won't come into this game knowing that if they hassle, which they're very good at, if they can hassle, um, you know, basically sit in and then, and then press from a low block the way that, that Argyle did and look to, to win the ball high in the, in the final thirds and punish um, MK, uh, you know, an MK defence who are completely devoid of confidence at the moment. I don't see why we won't see the same thing happening again every single MK Don's game at the moment is exactly the same uh, where they are by far and away the worst team of the two they really struggled to create too many chances I know they missed a couple of opportunities against our goal but it was when they were already 4-0 down or, or 3-0 down and then 3-1 down um, yeah it's it, they are just totally uh, gone at the game at the moment and maybe there will be an improvement as I said the personnel doesn't equate to the level of performance that we're seeing um, Liam Manning is is clearly retaining some faith in the eyes of Liam Sweeting who is the director of football, there's loads to like about MK Dons as a club but you have to just basically go off what you're seeing uh, on the pitch and from what I can see until we see any sign of a of an improvement in fortunes you know, I'm not including previous wins to that they beat um, the, the more side who are the, the only team poorer than them in the league uh, and they beat Oxford in the game where um, I don't think it was necessarily uh, deserved or, or the performance wasn't, you know, it was two poor teams, basically. I'm going to keep doing this. Wickham obviously come into this game off the back of two wins. Uh, they beat Oxford and they beat uh, Peterborough impressively, having got 1-0 behind. So there's there's no issues really with their form, having having started the season pretty badly. Uh, again, as you'd expect, the, the market's already moved. They were a bigger price a couple of days ago, but this is another occasion. I, I don't, where I don't know what the real price would be. In my mind, this isn't a case where you're nicking 6 to 4 about a, a 5 to 4 shot I, I think that they should be odds on i i don't see why this game will go any other way than wickham just completely battering mk and it's and it's more than likely in my in my eyes they're not that they'll end up winning the game so um yeah 29 to 20 is my uh, nap wickham to to go to mk and and compound the misery
0: going for eight in a row i'd be happy with just one my nap is <laughs> stevenage at home to northampton 17 to 20 1.85 this and it's not uh, escaped me that this is two probably my two strongest preseason League Two stances was Northampton being undervalued in terms of the, the winner market and the top three market, uh, and Stevenage being undervalued in in every single way, given that they were along with Barrow priced up as the worst team in the league. Uh, as it is, the Stevenage stance uh, is 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 the best thing in my life right now, other than my wife and my puppy Nettle. Uh, the Northampton stance uh, is is you know. It felt good based on results early on. Uh, the, the underlying numbers perhaps perhaps catching up with them slightly, but still a, a strong side at the very least, just potentially not the best team in the league, as I thought they might be. That's either Stevenage or Mansfield. I think uh, that's becoming clearer and clearer as the weeks progress. Uh, the underlying numbers, the results, backing that up strongly. Stevenage have won all seven of their home games in League Two, the last four to nil. Uh, it's true that this is the best team that they will have played at home so far this season. But that doesn't necessarily give me huge cause for concern because I I see their form as so consistent, their performance level as so consistent, their way of attacking teams and winning games incredibly repeatable. uh, And that's why I like them so much at home this season in seven games at the Lamex. They have faced just 6.4 shots total per game, and they take 16.7 shots total per game. So take away shot quality, very basic stats. They take 10 shots more per game than their visitors do. It's an obscene level of dominance in both boxes. Uh, their rotation of four strikers, are all in good nick at the moment, Reed, Roberts, Norris and Rose have 13 goals between them this season. Uh, and they host a couple of side who are winless in three. Uh, they've got a pretty good record away from home. Three wins, three draws, just the one defeat. Uh, but in the last couple of weeks, just slowed down somewhat, not helped by, by Hoskins, missing three of the last four, firstly with the illness and then light injury last weekend. Might be back here, uh, but someone who, who was on a wild hot streak in front of goal, and, and if you take that out of any team, it's likely they're going to drop off. So uh, he could be back here. They'll be without Fox in midfield. Uh, they haven't scored in their last three games. Uh, Albeit I I was impressed with their character away at Orient, went down to 10 men last week. They're they're very game defensively, Northampton. I don't think for a minute this is going to be an easy game for Stevenage. I don't think cobblers have it in them to just fold completely. I still, when weighing everything up, fully believe in Stevenage's intensity and pressure and their quality over Northampton's. I think it'll be too much for cobblers. So Stevenage, my nap, uh, 17 to 20, just 1.85 with the Betfair Sportsbook, my uh, strongest bet this weekend. Next
1: best? Birmingham 14 to five, just straight up win bet. Uh, Cause you know, Blackburn don't do draws, although, you know, mm. our betting theory, yeah, the, mm. the draw is going to come fairly soon, but I, I basically just want to take Birmingham here at 14 to five, because uh, I think it is. Um, yeah. A massive price. Um, you know, your, your stance is uh, it's 29 to 10 now, uh, Birmingham. So there you go. A revised price. Nope. Um, I don't know if that's uh, better or worse for me. I'm trying to work it out in my head a bit better. I think, um, it's, uh, yeah, my kind of current stance that I'm going to really uh, put the foot down with this week um, is, uh, well, basically both these teams, Birmingham are, are very good uh, in my eyes. Um, they are at the worst a, a mid-table team, uh, I think, under John Eustace. I think that enough has changed from, from early in the season. Um, to, to justify that, uh, I mean, I, th- I think crucially Tahit Chong's arrival um, or re-arrival. Can you re-arrive? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just no, arrived. No, no, it's just no, 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 no. It's a return, re-arrival. Arrival is the first time, isn't it? Oh, yeah, sure. you can't arrive for a second time. No. Although I suppose if I was standing outside your door, I would say like I have arrived. I would be like I've returned. That'd be weird. I'm here. Return from when? Last time I was here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, Taher Chong is there for sure, yeah. and his return to Birmingham, his return to the site has coincided or has caused a massive uh, upturn in performances. You know, their last. What are they? They've lost one of their last five or six. Um, they lost one of their last eight. There you go. Even better than I thought, which was a mm. one a loss um, against Middlesbrough. Their last three games, they've won two and drawn one. The draw came against top of the table and probably best team in the league in, in Burnley. And it was a game where they were completely uh, justified to get their point. Having gone behind after 75 minutes, uh, Scott Hogan getting a, an equaliser. Um, they went toe to toe in my eyes with the best team in the league and, um, and came out of it on top. So, um, well not on top, came out of it, uh, with parity, um, for Blackburn. Yeah. I mean basically, one of my biggest views at the moment is that, uh, they will have to fall away at some point. Um, like full credit to the job that John Dahl Thomason is doing, uh, at the moment having them up, uh, top of the table, uh, briefly on, on Wednesday afternoon and morning, um, but this has to stop. Like, I just cannot, I just can't fathom a way that Rovers are going to continue scoring these absolute worldies. It was the turn of uh, Ben Britt and Diaz on, on Tuesday night with an amazing um, shot into the, the top left-hand corner. we've seen it happen so many times this season where, uh, you know, Blackburn's goal of the season reel is uh, as good as most uh, leagues see um, hmm. over the course between now and the, between the beginning of the season and, and mid October. Um, not to mention the fact that Sunderland feel very aggrieved that they didn't get a penalty uh, just before the goal. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and argue whether or not they should have done, but it does just feel like everything is going right for Blackburn uh, in games. Uh, and those uh, these marginal games that they keep winning, I think, will subside. So I, I think you've got a Blackburn team who are being massively over-egged and, and a Birmingham team who are much, much better than the perception of them um, and I, I anticipate Birmingham will will continue to move up, and Blackburn will continue to, uh, well, not continue. will begin to to slide back down the table. So uh, yeah, twenty nine to ten. I'm I'm very happy just to take the win the win price on on Birmingham to uh, to yeah come to Heward Park and cause what would be seen as an upset.
0: Would you say Blackburn might arrive at a point of sliding?
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> sure.
0: Uh, well, I'm going to go to. At my lay rather than my next best because uh on the betfair exchange i have laid blackburn at 2.1 uh same same but different really I, I don't particularly there are what six or seven odds on shots across the efl and i i just didn't particularly feel like taking on any of them so laying blackburn at uh 2.1 i'm expecting a super low margin game uh i think despite Blackburn's ridiculous sequencing that the draw is is massively in play here. Um, I think a narrow Birmingham win is is, is in play here as well, and uh, and I and and I very much like your next best pick. Um, there's a chance next that pick. the a small chance that the footballing gods continue to smile on the man with the best smile in the championship, Yondal Thomason, or at least the manager with the best smile in the championship, Ethan Laird might have something to say about what I what I said before that. Um, maybe Diaz and Gallagher keep crunching them in from twenty five yards, but maybe they don't. Uh, I certainly expect Birmingham in their current shape to give absolutely everything. I think tactically they've been very good recently. You know, The the main concern would be that they've had a day's less rest uh, and are travelling to this game to play away from home. But on balance, like you, happy to be on on Birmingham's side. So I've laid Blackburn 2.1. My next best is back in League Two. It's Carlisle to beat Leighton Orient at 2.8, 9-5 with the Betfair Sportsbook. It's an interesting game for sure because... Both of these sides have only lost one of their 13 league games. Orient, clearly better points total. That reflects that earlier in the season, they were better at turning draws into wins. Hence those extra six points. But I I think, and I don't want to speak for both of us, but I think overall it's fair to say, based on what you said about Carlisle uh, on Monday, we don't see a six point gap in quality between Carlisle uh, and Leighton Orient, despite early season results. Uh, Lots of, of positive noises about Carlisle. I think it's worth pointing out that their two really, really dominant home performances of the season came against Crawley on opening day, who were a shambles of the team and Doncaster last Saturday who sat their manager after it. So clearly weren't in great shape. So that will have an impact on, on what are impressive underlying numbers at the moment. But I think you can acknowledge that and still think that they're an impressive, well-coached outfit who, who are clearly high on confidence at the moment. Uh, they've had a couple of injury worries. Paul Simpson thinks that Christian Dennis might be back here, that Finn back might be back here. Uh, both of those players have li- missed the last couple of games, but the, the, the performance of the team hasn't massively dipped, which again comes back to our theory that they're just very well coached, that the system is is kind of injury-proof to, to some extent. Uh, and that's always what you're looking for. You know, that the core of the team, the back three, uh, Moxon and Guy in midfield and, and Gibson, the star man, all of those are fit at the moment and, and thriving as well. Whereas Leighton Orient are looking a, a little more mortal, aren't they? After three without a win. Uh, looked a little short of ideas certainly against 10 man cobblers for for half the game last week some of that early season swagger just been chipped away at uh, not quite uh, not quite as present uh, and el mizuni i think might be a, a key absentee here uh, him and prattley missed last week's game they had formed such a strong midfield pivot but i think personally i think clay and brown is a fairly significant downgrade now prattley was only rested last week rather than injured uh, so he could be back here but he did start their Papa John's game in midweek, which I think would be a, an unusual thing to do for someone of his age. If you were expecting or intending to start him on the Saturday, having rested him the weekend before. Anyway, my, my guess is that either way, Le Mis is, is going to still be out here and he's really the sort of quality link between defence and attack. So, yeah, basically aspects of, of both teams' recent form that nudged me towards Carlisle. Then the home factor advantage. More of a shove than a nudge, really. A huge trip for Orient to make. Uh, And the fact of Carlisle being all the way out at 9-5, to Orient being favourites for this game, that sealed it for me. I want this as my next best. Carlisle United at 9-5 to with the Betfair Sportsbook. Uh, Don't forget, it's bet 10, get 2. Which means if you bet £10 on EFL Akers this season with the Betfair Sportsbook, you'll get a £2 free bet. There are terms, there are conditions. You can find them in the description of this podcast. George, you're going to put up
1: an exchange lay bet here. I am yeah and I, I, I agree with you about Carlisle. I've backed them as well uh, unsurprisingly. Yes. Um my lay bet is Exeter um who host uh, Fleetwood. Um I put up Fleetwood to beat Shrewsbury um last week and they were beaten 1-0. But I don't think there was too much in the game um that went you know against what we already think where um you know it's a moment of quality from Tom Bayless that won it for for um Shrewsbury. Um, but Fleetwood had plenty of opportunities in the game. Um, they came away from it probably feeling a little bit hard done by not to win. I think it was 23 odd shots, um, an XG of kind of 1.25, just weren't really able to put the ball in the back of the net. Um and yeah, I still it hasn't really affected my opinion of them being a, a pretty good um mid-table uh League one side at, at worst. Um Exeter, on the other hand, is really weird. I'm not really sure what to make of what's happening at Exeter at the moment. Um, You know, we were pretty glowing about them, unsurprisingly, after their um, impressive win at Barnsley back on the, uh, you know, two weeks ago, uh, Saturday before last, Um, despite Matt, you know, it was the first game after Matt Taylor had left. It was Kevin Nicholson and and John Hill in charge, and they were really good value for their 2-0 win. But since then, uh, we've seen um, a couple of, pretty troubling displays um they went to charlton and were well beaten in the game you were at 4-2 um i know you didn't think that charlton were necessarily um the best value for their four goals but either way you know going to a team in charlton who'd struggled so much up to that point point. Um, and then charlton went on you know and obviously won three 0 against pompey the week after and then the really surprising one was, was hosting oxford and Oxford side who had scored the least goals the fewest goals i should say in the league um up to that point and oxford blitzed them and beat them 4-2. Um, the two goals from, from Exeter in the same way to non based penalty against um, against Charlton came very late and, and kind of took a bit of the gloss off the result, but were, were no more than consolations. They weren't goals to get them back into the game. So we've got two games now where Exeter have been beaten by two out-of-form sides, um, conceding eight goals in the process. Uh, so whatever nonsense I was saying two weeks ago about Kevin Nicholson and the continuity and all the rest of it, uh, I think Matt Taylor's um, influence um, and, the, and the loss of it has been pretty significant in the in those two games. So for them to be odds-on at home against the side, who, as I say, I think are very, very solid. I don't think, well, so far this season, in my view, even though they've lost a few games and they haven't won that many, I don't think Fleetwood have, have kind of put in a poor performance yet, like a real proper haven't turned up performance. Um, and so therefore for Exeter off the back of those two disappointing um Performances and results to be uh, 1.98 to lay. Um, So just a shade of odds on is is way, way too short in my book. So yeah, laying Exeter at 1.98 is my lay bet.
0: Nice. Uh, I'll be in in Bristol for a goals bet now. Bristol Rovers and Plymouth over 2.5 goals, 1.8. Keeping it very simple this week with a goals selection. Uh, These are two teams in Bristol Rovers and Argyle who have seen nine of their 14 games this season go over... 2.5, both of them. Uh, Bristol Rovers have the highest average goals per game in the league at 3.29. Now that is heavily massaged by the 6-3 against Lincoln, but still around 2.85 goals per game without it. Argyle averaging three goals per game in their matches, 3.68 goals uh, away from home per game uh in the league this season they've gone over 2.5 goals in six of their seven away games this is is stood up as well by the uh, underlying numbers you know there's nothing particularly uh crazy happening here argyle per fox punter have the the highest total goals uh well expected goals for and against combined in their games this season bristol rovers are in uh fifth so uh look it's it's a it's a big match for both teams. Uh, both teams go into it clearly in, in amazing form. I'd be pretty astonished if Joey Barton wanted to take anything other than a, an aggressive front foot approach that's his management style. Uh, and Argyle won't mind that. They've scored in every game this season. They've scored two or more in in nine of their 14 games. And they should have plenty of attacking opportunities. But Bristol Rovers, uh, as I said on Monday, can easily hurt even the top teams in this level with their front line at the moment. So uh, a price of four to five, 1.8. That suggests, what, 55, 56% probability. Uh, I disagree. I think it's more probable than that. So a simple one this week for a goals pick. But I think worth a go. Goals at the Mem. Bristol Rovers, Plymouth Argyle over 2.5 at 1.8. What's your goals pick?
1: Yeah, I've had two pretty unsuccessful attempts to do team goals um, <laughs> with Ipswich uh, scoring uh, over two and a half and then same again last week and they, they didn't even score against Lincoln. But So I'm, I'm keeping the same market, but I'm changing the team and I'm going to do Barnsley uh, over one and a half goals at even money. Annoyingly, it was eleven to ten, but I've just checked and it's, it's been shortened to evens, which is a bit of a blow. But we'll we'll, we'll keep it anyway. Uh, they go to uh, Morecambe, and I'm you know pre- staying pretty steadfast in my belief that um, basically when Morecambe don't concede goals, it's because of Conor Ripley rather than anything in their performances. Um, I want to you know stress again that you know, for Morecambe to, to be in League One itself is an incredible achievement, and uh, you know they have made a, a, a poor start to the season. I think there's no denying that they have the poorest squad in the league. And at the moment, look, alongside MK Dons to be the worst team in the league. Um, and, you know, every performance, every game is, is kind of a rearguard action. Uh, Barnsley, um, I think the reason why we're getting, I mean, I'm backing Barnsley to win this game at 10 to 11 as well. Um, they are a pretty big data outlier at the moment. They've got a negative expected goals ratio uh, despite finishes uh, being up in sixth. So, you know, there's certainly... A chance that they are gonna gonna fall away at some point if the performances don't improve. Uh, but we've we've already seen them make pretty light work out of some teams on the road this season. Um, they went to to Cambridge and beat them 3-0 uh back in the uh kind of mid-September time. Um their only two away games they've lost this season have been against the top of the table, Plymouth Argyle and uh Derby. Uh, obviously not not the easiest place to go, Derby as well. I got a point at Ipswich and they even beat Sheffield Wednesday 2-0. Um they scored twice at Portman Road, they've scored twice. At Hillsborough, they scored three times at the Abbey. Um, you know, and even in home games, we've seen them twice score three goals, once against Charlton and once against uh, Bristol Rovers. So, uh, again, a team who like to press on when ahead, um, very, very functional. And, you know, I think Morkum are very much up against it whenever they take on a side who have players of the quality of Barnsley. So, uh, even money, about uh, over one and a half goals for Barnsley is my goals selection. The Betfair Bet Builder
0: allows you to combine selections easily into one bet. Uh, I was trying to find a way to look at what was I having a look at? An Aaron Collins goal, uh, a Morgan Whitaker goal, and the and the overs in Bristol Rovers are guile. I think they've they've both got goal scorers in good form. They've got. Goals in them. That's the sort of thing that I was looking at for a, a Betfair bet builder this week. And um, with Betfair's popular bet builder, you can easily add trending EFL bet builder selections to your bet slip in just one tap. So head to the Betfair Sportsbook app, uh, head on to the football section. You'll see that the the popular bet builders uh, at the top of the page there. Uh, now finish us off with goal scorers. I'll go first because I've I've rejigged the order here. Kieran Morris, six to one to score for Tranmere anytime at Harrogate. Um, Really, really caught my eye early on in my research. He's back having been injured uh, to start the season. He started the last three league games and he is a key man for them. Uh, That's been underlined to me by our Tramir Rovers fans in the Not The Top 20 squad, the NTT 20 squad. They love him. Um, Morris against crew, his most complete display post injury. Uh, no surprise to see the quality of chances created going up a notch with his return. So important for the team. All of those direct quotes from the squad in the last week or two. He had five shots against crew. He has a, a very recognizable shooting style. The kind of League Two Iron Robin would be a, a, an obvious way of, of uh, framing it. And I think him and Dakers Cogley could get a really good thing going down Tranmere's right. Uh, Dakers. Cogley overlapping Morris uh, a lot last weekend. Just gives the defence so much to think about because Cogley's delivery is good, uh, but Morris, when he's got space, or more space rather, to cut in and shoot, then that's where he's most dangerous. So a big test for, for Harrogate's left side. Headley, the left back, alone from Huddersfield, who I think has been a bright spot for them in what's been a poor season so far. Uh, Danny Grant played a, a sort of attacking left midfield role last week, uh, so he'll have a job chasing Dakers Cogley, up and down as well. I, I can't ignore 6-1 to one because I think Morris is... is when he's in form, when he's confident, and playing for a good team, someone who can rack up shots and can get into to dangerous goal-scoring positions. So, uh, six to one for Kieran Morris to score for Tranmere. That's my goals pick
1: this week. What about you, Tommy Doyle? Uh, nine to one to score any time um, for Sheffield United at home to Norwich. I fancy Sheffield United here uh, anyway. I think that they are uh, not getting the rubber green at the moment. Their performances are still okay. Um, they were probably the better side against, but well, they were the better side against Coventry until. Martin Waghorn's very late penalty. And Doyle is a player who, you know, my only slight concern is that he's come into the side at a time where their form has dipped. Um, so there is a chance, I guess, Heckingbottom might move him out of the team. Um, but when you're looking at the prices, he's nine to one to score anytime. I think James McAtee is, um, is uh, four to one. They're basically having the same amount of shots, basically playing the same positions and the same XG data in every game so far. Um, he is averaging. Doyle's averaging uh, two shots per game, uh, an XG of, of kind of point one um, eight per per 90. He's just the wrong price, basically. It's one of those where he's going to score quite soon if he keeps playing, uh, and then he'll probably get get shortened accordingly. Um, he scored a couple of goals in in 20-odd games at Cardiff last season. You know, he is a player who likes to get into the box. He is a player who's got the quality to, to hurt teams in the final third. And um, I think, yeah, this is just a case of he's a centre midfielder, he hasn't scored yet. So let's price him up as if he's a non-scoring centre midfielder, whereas actually... The shot data suggests that it's only a matter of time until he does get on the score sheet. So, um, yeah, nine to one, loyal anytime is my uh, way of playing the goal scorers this week.
0: Now, we both do quite a lot of research before these shows. So, I did want to flag up another goal scorer pick
1: that I had a very tough time picking between Donovan Wilson. No, and this Sussan. is definitely going to, definitely, he's definitely going to score. And yeah. you can't add it to your PNL.
0: I'll be happy, but I'll be happy.
1: I'll See be the happy. Back to him. Yeah. Who's to say? Yeah, I just want to flag up Donovan
0: Wilson of Sutton. Uh, he's 16 to 5 to score any time at home to Walsall. That's 4.2 in the decimal. And it stood out uh, almost as much as the Kieran Morris prize to me. Walsall, obviously, a, a decent defensive team. Um, but this is, is purely a case of someone. Maybe more so than anyone else in the whole EFL, massively underperforming their XG. Um, Wilson this season is around 3.5 expected goals total. Uh, He has scored just the one and that was in the second game of the season against Donny. Uh, He's averaging 3.4 shots per game in six of his 11 games. So in more than half his matches, he's had four shots or more. Uh, He's a, a bit of a shot monster. He missed three games recently through suspension. Uh, and Sutton lost all of them without scoring. Came back in last Saturday, played the full 90 against Wimbledon. He's Sutton's main man up top this season. Uh, and I think more than a fair price to score anytime at, uh, at 4.2 this weekend. So that's uh, a bonus suggestion. Donovan Wilson assassin Sutton at six, 16, mm. 16 to 5. For the purposes of the show and its very necessary structure, I'm all Kieran Morris at, at 6 to 1, though. Uh, George, please recap your selections and then we can head off into the Cornwall Sun, or one of us can.
1: Uh- I mean, I can only head off into the London rain. Um, Wickham <laughs> and my nap. Birmingham to beat Blackburn, my next best. Laying Exeter at home to Fleetwoods. Uh, Barnsley over 1.5 goals at even money at Morecambe is my goals bet. And then Tommy Doyle to score for Sheffield United at home to Norwich at 9-1 to is my goals selection. Mm, and I
0: have just had a WhatsApp saying that Mick Beale has turned down Wolverhampton Wondrous. So what? That's pretty exciting stuff. Let me recap this. Plenty to talk about on the Monday pod already. Uh, my nap is Stevenage at home to Northampton, uh, 17 to 20, 1.85. Carlisle uh, against Orient, my next best, 2.8. They are to win 9 to 5 with the Betfair Sportsbook. I've laid Blackburn on the exchange at 2.1 at home to Birmingham City. Goals pick is an over 2.5 uh, pick at 1.8. Bristol Rovers against our in League One. Uh, and my goal scorer pick is Kieran Morris, 6 to 1 anytime for Tramir at Harrogate thank you for listening guys this week and always uh, such a pleasure we're looking forward to the Monday pod already Uh, it's going to be a great weekend of EFL football so enjoy it Um, be responsible with your betting if you're going to place a bet this weekend uh, and join us again on Monday huge thank you to Betfair for their continued support of this podcast uh, and we'll chat again on Monday have a good weekend go well